0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us into your presence again this evening. Tonight, Lord, I'd like to review a very interesting scripture, I believe. It is the scripture about the Sabbath. What I'd like to show is a very interesting example that you gave us to show us that you are the Lord of the Sabbath and that it was made for man. And I'd like to give an example from the scripture of how that is. And, and it's a verse that we went over earlier this week. It talks of this, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. It's in Matthew 12, 1 to 8. It's in Mark 2, 23 to 28. And it's in Luke 6, 1 to 5. It's Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 12, 1 to 8. Mark 2, 23 to 28. And Luke 6, 1 to 5. The verse we need to understand about this, what I'm trying to show, is that you do all things in the way of your spirits, in the way of your words. In Psalms 33:4, says, "All his works are done in truth," and you identify that um, God's truth is His words. David, <clears throat> that's in John 17:17, 17, 17. and in David teaches us, of course. In psalms 119 160 that all your words entirety of your words is truth and your words is the as a limited number it's what i've explained in many many writings and and so forth but you also say that your truth is law in psalms 119 13, uh, 142 one forty two. and it's the entrance of your words that gives light and gives understanding to the simple. entrance of your words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. And John chapter 1 explains that you are the Word. Because only through you can we gain the right to receive the knowledge of the words of God that enable His good works, His promises that He prepared from before the foundations of the world were put in place. The good news of His good works we have a terrible saying we call what is uh, written as good news in the new testament we call it gospel totally confusing we never get the idea that these are works of god because jesus said only god is good and he's telling you i've shown you many good works in other words works of god and that's what the good news is the good news is he came to give his blood on the cross for us to cover our sins so that we may come to Him because the Father accepted His blood sacrifice to open the temple veil. We no longer have to go to a priest. We can come to the high priest in heaven. Like Paul saying in many of his writings, and Peter and so on. We can go right before the high priest, which is you, because only you can give us the authority to hear God's words. Proverbs one twenty-three tells us, that if we will hear the words, in Proverbs 1, verses 20 to 23, he says, if we will hear the words that his wisdom calls out, and we will turn, that means turn, means completely come back to him, and seek him, he will pour out his spirit on us and cause us to know his words. And as he showed the disciples in Luke 24, 44 and 45, after he'd been with them the whole time of three and a half years, they never got the knowledge of the words. When he paid the price, he'd come back and he was able to give them the spirit because the father had accepted it and tore the temple veil, which means he can give the spirit of truth to whoever he desires if they will ask him for it. And he asked them received receive the spirit and they did not reject. In John 20. And so he was then able to speak his words to them and cause them to understand the scriptures. Because it's the words of God that unlock all these great promises. By the way of the words of God, we can understand what Jesus is saying. John eight, forty-three to 47 says, you, talking to the people, the multitudes, he's saying, you don't understand my speech because you cannot discern my words. And therefore your father is the devil. Because in this day, since the beginning of the day of the Lord, the Lord poured out his spirit on us. Back from 2003, the same time he cast the devils uh, and all of his dominions out of the second heaven and cast them onto the earth. You know, they're not coming from some planet out there somewhere. They're already here. They're not coming from the pit. They're already here. They're not going to unlock something with CERN. They're already here. Revelation 12 tells us that at the same time the king of God came, the devil was cast down. Because he would never give us the devil without the authority and the power to overcome it. And it is the first seal judgment that unlocks the words. and The bow, as I explained. Now, I'm going to cover the fourth seal judgment a little bit later tonight before we leave. Because it's very important that we understand something about that judgment. But here we have something very interesting. Going back to the Lord of the Sabbath. There's a verse that has confused the scholars since the time of the disciples. The disciples understood it. They wrote it. This is Luke uh, uh, being recording this. The important of this is it says, Now it happened on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the grain fields. Now what does that mean? Scholars are totally confused of the wording the second Sabbath after the first now it happened on the second sabbath after the first please understand that the entirety of the new testament is, is written in the way of the words it's written in the ways of the spirit because all the scriptures are good for us to learn as he says in second timothy 316 to 17 shows us it's it's guided by the spirit so we can understand the scriptures and it's good for food and the food is the way to do his words in the ways of his spirits so that we can understand that he always does that and if we understand he does that we follow his way and abide in his words whatever we desire be done for us john 15:7 so here we are and Jesus did this and clearly luke is trying to show us this was done on a particular day on a particular way and people have not understood what is this second sabbath what's he talking about after the first It's really quite simple. If we understand what happened immediately before this, we begin to understand what he's talking about here. But what I'm going to show you quickly to understand this, is this is a way that you can understand the ways of the month. Every month, I've explained the way the calendar and so forth. And many people have discovered this before. And they made it known. And it's in the record books. The history book of Israel says that they changed the calendar back in 350, the last Sanhedrin. And they adapted the fixed week calendar. That is not the calendar of God. But what he's doing is going through the grain fields. going through the, And the second Sabbath after the first is important. Because you can take this as they're coming to seek understanding. The grain, what is the grain? Gives instruction into the words of God. So you can take this as being the second week of the month. That's how I would understand it. There's an argument it could be the third week of the month, but... um, He's trying to make it known to us. The first is set aside as a new moon. And the second Sabbath would be on the 15th, which is the day after, usually the day after the full moon. And it's very interesting that he's doing it at that time because it's the time when the light starts to diminish. When the light is going out, God is telling us here, seek him, he'll give us an instruction. Because the darkness is coming upon you and you've got to have it. But it's the way of the second spirit. You go through, the first week is to learn the learned way of the first spirit. That is to understand to come out. Let there be light. Let there be the entrance of his words that gives understanding. Once you grasp that, then you can seek the Lord and he will cause you to know his words. And that's what's happening here. During the second week, and the seventh. The, the Sabbath is the ending of the, of the week, And and it would be the 15th of the month of every month. And so what you have here, and 15th is grace, by the way. And by the Spirit of grace, His blood, the Spirit of grace, read Hebrews 10, 24, 31, you'll see that if we trample upon the Spirit of grace, the blood of the Spirit of grace, God will be totally angry with us. It says here, it says, it will happen on the second Sabbath after the first, which would be the 15th of the month, and it means that he's giving instruction because they've had the whole week. And on the seventh day, he's causing us to remember the wisdom. Because the second week is always the week to get the words of wisdom. You're always seeking God during that week for the words of wisdom. The third week, you're trying to get an understanding. So here we are, we're getting ready for the third week. And he's giving us the grain. He's letting his disciples eat the grain. And what's the grain going to do? The words of wisdom, grain is instruction. So then, that's the instruction and the words of wisdom. Now they're going to come to understanding. What he's setting them up for is you get the words of understanding and the instruction, and then what? You come to get the fruit. So this grain is symbolic of the of the instruction of God, which is the way of the second spirit. And here you have. He's coming to that and said... He went through the grain fields and his disciples, and I would assume that this is also talking about relatively probably the Passover timing. And his disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate them, rubbing them in their hands, and some of the Pharisees said to them, and I I should take that back. I don't say this is necessarily the Sabbath time, but we know that the grain is in the field, and it's, its harvest is ready. Well, so it's more pointing to the way of the month than it is a particular month. He's telling us the way of the weeks. Moses taught us in Psalms 90 that we are to uh, learn or seek to number, our days, because there's value in them. There's understanding of the ways of God. You don't, you don't have to get into Kabbalism, they call it, or whatever. You need to understand the testimony of the Lord. And 15th is the fullness of grace the meaning of the fullness of grace. It's a manifestation of grace. So that is what you got here. That's what the Lord is doing. He's showing them that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He goes on and he tells them, here it says, and his disciples plucked the heads of the grain and ate them and rubbing them in, in their hands. And some of the Pharisees said to them, why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answering them said, have you not even read this what David did when he was hungry and he and those who were with him, how he went into the house of God and took and ate the showbread and also gave some to those with him, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat. So the man, the son of man is also Lord of the Sabbath. And we went over this earlier this week, so I'm not going to hammer on that because also, you know, the priests make the the showbread on the the Sabbath day. They have a try, the cohorts, and then they do that. Um, the coins. And so they they prepared the bread and put it in place on the Sabbath day. It was no instruction to them. That would be profaning the Sabbath, but they looked the other way on that. Oh, that's that's something God appointed. So it's like taking communion and believing that you're not doing the way of the words. <laughs> and that the food is bad and it doesn't do anything. Well, I'm sorry, it does. And that's what he's doing here. Notice also, he continuously says that they rubbed them and he's saying here they're uh, rubbing them in their hands. Plucking heads green. Now, yeah, it could be cracking it apart and setting it apart. That's harvesting that seed. It's getting the instruction, symbolic of wanting to have the instruction of God when they do this. But you're also doing something. You're wanting the instruction of the work that we are to do because our hands are symbolic of that our elbow is like a bowing. We want to, our hand is like, if mean, you spread it out, it's symbolic of a palm tree, which is to do good. So we are using your fingers from that, the leaves are for the healing of the nations and the branches and so forth. And that's what your fingers are kind of symbolic of. You're wanting to understand the way of good. That's what he's doing here. Now, I say this is that timing because you can see something very interesting. Before this, the the, you know, the, the disciples of john and and of the pharisees were fasting in other words john the baptist and the pharisees were fasting at that time and, and uh, they came and said to him why do the disciples of john and the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast and jesus said can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them as long as they have the bridegroom with them they cannot fast but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, and the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. And he goes on, he also says it another way. He says, No one having drunk the old wine immediately desires the new, for he says the old is better. See, that's symbolic of the preachers of this day and the people of this day. They love their religions. They love their worship services. They love their singing. They love all of these things. It's old wineskins. Why? they they got the, the merchants of goodly pearls. They do not understand a pearl of great price. The pearl that's symbolic of the gate to the New Jerusalem. Because Jesus says we're going to be judged by his words. And the Father says if we reject his words, we're not of him. And the Lord tells us this very clearly in in Matthew 7, 21 to 23 to these preachers. And many of them are going to come to me. And they're going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And we did this in your name. And yes, they did. Yes, they got prophetic word from him. Yes, they raised, cast out demons from him. They believed that they got everything, but they're just like these Pharisees and the scribes in those days, scholars themselves. And what happened to them? Because they wouldn't hear the words, because they did not discern that when the Messiah came, he was coming to make known the words of God, which is our inheritance. We are going to be judged by the words of God, John twelve forty eight. We will not hear these words. The teachers have blocked it from the churches. They've screamed and hollered, it doesn't matter whether they don't like me. You cannot reject the message of God that He told would be coming at this time, as He told us the knowledge of truth would be received at this time in Hebrews ten twenty-five to twenty-seven. And he also said that your judgments come like light, and light is from the entrance of his words, Hosea six five. He told us that the day of the Lord would begin with light. Zechariah 14.7, which is the entrance of his words, Psalms 119.130, gives that light. He told us in Revelation 18 that the judgment when the people that are supposed to come out of the world but on the world leaders would begin with light. When his light shone on the earth, that's the entrance of his words, and the people wouldn't hear the message. The preachers rejected the message. They got together and got, together and got on TV and said, there's a message is abominable from the pits of hell. It doesn't matter who the messenger is. The message is from God. You're rejecting the Lord. You're not rejecting the message. I don't care anybody what they say about me or my name or my history or anything. Whatever reason, the words are out there, and I don't care whether I give it credit or anywhere it goes, because God did it. The Lord is opening. You need to turn to Him because He's the one that can cause you to know His words, but you're not believing the words, so therefore you can't call and ask Him for the words, and He will not give them to you because you've got old wineskins and He won't put the new wine in the old wineskins. And at the time of the separation of the parable of the, uh, the, at the timing of this. You know, what I'm trying to point out in this is he's telling this thing, they're working through the fields, and he's giving you an example of the way of the four spirits each month. He tells us to ride the four spirits. We're supposed to keep the the four, he even shows us in uh, Zechariah 6, that the, the four spirit, I mean the white horse gives strength to spirit on the earth. We're supposed to understand that white is garment knowledge. It's the knowledge of good. But we're going to have that knowledge because they're going to take it away from us. They're going to lose the knowledge of the white garment because they're going to be put out in the darkness and they're going to be made to plagues. Let's go to something very interesting that it might help us understand that point. It is important to understand the way of the four spirits, but look at the way of the, of the Revelation 6, 7, 8, which is the fourth seal judgment. It says, When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creatures saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And the power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. That is the way of the four spirits. And why is it being done in this time? Because the four spirit is the counsel of the Lord. He judges us on our rejection of the words. We're rejected. We're judged by the words. John 12:48. You were given the way of, you know, the spirit of the Lord. The first one was let there be light, which is the giving of the words, which is exactly like the first seal judgment. And the next one was the words of wisdom. The heavens were designed and they were given the, the work of separating the people above who goes up and who goes down, of the waters were made from out of the waters, I've explained. So that's the, the words of wisdom. He tells us in Ephesians six seventeen that the sword, um, the sword of the Spirit, is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. It's the words that give us wisdom, the words of wisdom. She's always calling out her words. We're to come out from the world and receive the words. And then... To get the words, you've got to have instruction, which is what the bread is symbolic of. Then we go on and it's uh, we, we come to the, um, the third spirit, which is understanding. You know, what you're going to do with the third spirit is, is understanding. You mean put us all in the earth and put the fruit and everything else in there because the fruit is to give us the knowledge of how to do the good works. First, we have to have understanding of the words. Then we have the understanding of the good works that they enable and then we have the counsel of the lord the fourth one which gives us the instruction of what to do now you'll notice that in the fourth seal of uh, four seal judgments the first one is the crown the bow and the crown and the crown is very important because the crown is like a diadem means sovereignty in other words it is to us it is setting us apart to be sons of God. That's what the crown is representing. We must choose, are we going to take the crown of the devil, will his words continue to keep pivot, Or are we going to put on the royal crown of the Lord, which is sovereignty, which is the inheritance, meaning you'll become a son of God. He's given us the right to become a kind of son of God if we take up his bow, because he is the shining shaft in the sh- uh, quiver of God. So we're going to shoot his words and follow his way. And we take the bow, the spirit is going to guide us with that bow so we can learn the words, because we've got to come to him to get the words. And the second one is the, he, is the, the second seal judgment is the sword, the great sword. And the people are going to kill each other because they're going to kill each other over the words, it's a religious war. I've explained that. i heard that directly from the top people of the system. And they're even saying that in the world today. We're going to have a religious war. It's not Muslim against them. It's the one-world order. These people, they have their own divinity that they've set up, and we are not part of it. It doesn't matter whether you're Muslim, Islam, Buddhist, or anybody else, you've been excluded. You're not in their divine law. You're not considered a living person to them. That's why it says in Revelation 18, they're trading in the souls of men, because they trade in our souls in a secret stock market, and we know nothing about it. People are telling you about it, but nobody wants to hear the truth. And they, these people that are part of that, their their divinity has been rejected by God, by the way, the new world order. They don't have any authority to have that. But that's why the Lord says the sword. What is the sword is the word of God. That's the second spirit. And then he goes with, with um, they, they have the third one, which is the famine that's coming on them. The famine is if they don't receive understanding, they see they can't touch his oil and wine. His oil and wine, that's the fruits, you know, the fruit of the tree, the fruit of everything. That's, gaining understanding of the way to do the words and the fourth one is the counsel of the lord and here we see that god's sending the punishment but he will not touch those who are sealed the fourth sealed judgment does not touch these people who are sealed with god they are fine and that's why he says over a fourth of the years because he's going to um, counsel them now take a note that he does something unique here he says now to kill with the sword with hunger with death and by the beast and you'll notice right away the sword is first and not second as it was before but listen to what it's doing because we were to set ourselves apart from the world by his words john 17:17. 17, 17. that was a requirement that was a law of god we rejected his words therefore you're going to be rejected because you're going to be killed by the word which means the word is going to leave you and the spirit of the evil ones are going to take over the um, time for a time they're going to do their sins and you're going to be a part of that. You're going to receive of their sins, and then you're going to receive of the plagues of God. Uh, Revelation 18, 3 and 4. So that's what he's saying. This word. Now, with hunger, meaning, the hunger means a famine of the word. You will not receive the words because a famine of the word is coming. That is what he's going to do here. The famine of the word means he's going to depart from you. That's John 9, 4, 5, Amos 8, 11 to 14. And that means you're going to die with hunger. And you're going to die with death. What is death? Meaning understanding. You're not going to have any understanding because the Lord says they will not work. You're not going to have fruit to eat. You're not going to have food. He's going to take away that. See, hunger, is, he's talking about, is the words. You won't have any wisdom. And the death is the fact that you're going to have no fruit, no healing, no herbs. No, See, that he, he said the tender herbs and the, and the fruit of the field, all that was a part of the third day of creation and that's all we take away from you so death is going to come diseases and everything else is going to come and the fourth part is by the beast of the earth and that is not just animals he's talking about the peoples the council the lord they're going to leave him and that means like when when king saul decided that he didn't care about what god says you can't kill he turned around and threw the spear and tried to kill david jealous of him he's he's king he knows the way he's going to rule that's what you're going to see this is the spirit what i call the dumb and deaf and dumb spirit is symbolic of the fourth spirit of god In other words it's the opposite of the spirit of god god gives life and he gives wisdom and he gives spirit to us spirit and life the words are spirit and life that's why that is the way of revelation 6 7 8. he's telling you're going to be judged in the way of the four spirits because you rejected them you rejected the knowledge in the way of the lord and then this was you, you want to see this uh played out uh, before at the time when jeremiah was preaching in jeremiah 15 it teaches us there very very clearly something very interesting in that one Jeremiah 15, verses 1 to 4. In in there, Jeremiah shows us something really intriguing. This is from the Lord, speaking through Jeremiah. This is how he's going to punish the people. And you'll notice it's the same as Revelation, the second part of Revelation, or or verse 8 of Revelation 6. It's the same punishment. It says in Jeremiah 15, 1 to 2, Then the Lord said to me, even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, and remember that Moses, uh, back in Exodus thirty three, twenty seven, he, he said, um, you know, he was pleading with the people. Um, he was constantly pleading with the people, not just there, but all through. He kept intervening for the people with the Lord, like Abraham. And the Lord tells us at this time, we are to be like Abraham and Sarah. So, um, he tells us here, and Samuel, remember Samuel, uh, pleaded with the people uh, to remove uh, Balaam and, and so forth. Um, he kept calling them, gather them. He, he he prayed to the to the Lord on their behalf that he wouldn't strike them. But they still went and they wanted him to make them king. And they, God gave them uh, Saul. Okay, let me go on with this. It says, uh, "...even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, my mind would be, not be favorable towards his people." I'm telling you this because this is what's about to happen. The separation judgment is when God's had enough. Right now, He's judged us. Our names are written in the book. All of us, our sins are there. And we think we're fine and we're great and all of it, but if we're not doing good for people, if we're not harvesting like the instruction of Joel 212 to 20, we're in great trouble. I've tried to tell people that. People don't want to always believe. The shepherds do not want to hear this message of His words. And they want to go help Israel. They want to go do all these things. that are. They're not helping. They're not giving them anything in the storehouse of the kingdom. It said, cast them out of my sight, let them go forth, and it shall be, if, if they say to you, where should we go? Then you shall tell them, thus says the Lord, such, are, such as are for death to death, such as are for the sword to the sword, such as are to, for the famine to the famine, such as are for the captivity to the captivity. Did you catch that? What What is important here is what the Lord is telling us in Matthew 25, 1-13. to Parable of the Ten Virgins. There's going to be a time, and we're so close to it, you will see and you'll identify that the, the light has gone out of these people. Right now the light is diminishing for many. But there's still, the Lord says, all those who will call upon His name will be delivered until He manifests that judgment. You have an opportunity. But, when the lord manifests the judgment you will know it and when it happens it'll happen to all because he says he's coming at all and what'll happen is you'll see this you'll see the plagues you'll see other things there's nothing you can do for them because the light's going to go off for them, meaning they can't they'll know they can't call upon the lord and it may not be you see the plagues yet because he's telling you here you'll know it before that time he says such as for the death such as for the sword uh, as the sword and such are for the famine and famine and captivity to captivity in other words the lord is not going to change his mind and that's what he's saying at this time but they hadn't been struck yet they were still there but he's telling them to say this and what he's saying is god will make that point known and they're going to know their lamp has gone out that's what he's telling in the parable of ten virgins the cry has gone out for them to turn they better check their wick if they do not check their oil they're in great trouble so it's time, they must do it, because we've come to the morning of the day, Lord, and the judgment is at hand. And we don't know exact day it's going to be, but it's, it's at hand, we're in the morning. And that's the last. We were given to the evening, we were given to the midnight, we were given to the t- time of the rooster crowing, and the last thing is the morning, and time's up. We've got to come out, or it's, when it comes, it's going to be too late. You can't help them. And Gilda, uh, He tells us in other scriptures, we cannot help these once. He's taken the light out. There's nothing we can do he's going to drive them to where you don't have to you know you're going to say where do they go if you read the parallel 10 version it says go buy from those who sell because that's the shepherds that refused like the pharisees refused like the ones in matthew 7 21 to 23 that were lawless they think they're filled with the scripture filled with the spirit and they will not hear his words in the time where god tells them in the scriptures they must receive the words because he caused them to be made known. And they're refusing the message, and therefore they're returning like this, and God is saying to them, you're going to go out into the punishments. Now, here's the uh, corresponding. It says in Jeremiah 15:3 and 4, it goes on, And I will appoint over them four forms of destruction, the sword to slay, the dogs to drag, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the earth, to devour and destroy. I will hand them over to trouble, to all the kingdoms of the earth because of Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, for what he did in Jerusalem. Now, please, look at this. That Those two verses, look at them and study them, because what you're going to see is this the same as he's telling us in Revelation 18, 1-4 in basic. And that is, come out from these leaders or you will receive their punishments of their sins and the plagues that he's going to send upon them. That's what he's telling them here. Same thing happened to the people in, of Judah. Jeremiah was telling them, I mean, the Lord is telling them through Jeremiah, the same thing. Is going to happen to them at this time, and if you go and look at what he's saying here, I will hand them over to the four destructions: the sword to slay what was the first one uh, in revelation uh, uh, verse eight six eight revelation six verse eight, he tells them to kill with the sword and I've told you that's the word because they rejected the word, and then the dogs to drag what's that mean? It's you know they're going to be made ashamed that the dogs to drag. They're going to be destroyed for the wisdom. In other words, they're not going to be anybody to work. And the poor and the needy that they caused, you know, the, they caused them to be in this situation, they're going to come and drag them. People have talked about the fact that these shepherds and so forth that didn't teach them the knowledge of the words, didn't understand the times, they're going to be chasing the prosperity ministers and the rest of them. They're going to drag them for the teachings that they gave them. Dogs, Gentiles, the world, people of the world is going to come and get them. Then he goes on he says um, and um, uh, the third one is the birds of the heavens which is all the words is you know the spirit that the demonic spirits are teaching and putting words in people's heads He's he's speaking to them people don't understand it that that is so much more real than what they understand. I had an experience um, with the uh, seer for the uh, sheikhs and kings of the Middle East and they, he says, I send out demons and they bring the message back to me. They bring the information back to me. See that you're not gonna be able to hide, these people are gonna do evil and they're gonna know you're evil. And the the birds of the air, what he's saying is the demonic spirits are gonna have authority to give every thought you have to the to the demons, demonic people. And they will and they'll come and destroy that way, because that's not of God, that's of the evil. So we need to understand that. That's what's going to happen. You'll see these people. They'll know where you're hiding. They'll know where you are. They'll know everything. Because the demons are going to tell them everything. And I'm telling you, that's real. I've seen it happen. Okay, and the, the fourth one is the beasts. And again, that's the the militaries, the mighty people, the rest of it they're going to destroy. As well as all these immigrants that they're giving the, the weapons to, giving them, you know, put them in place. They're going to give them authority to go rape and pillage and everything else. Because they rejected the counsel of the Lord. That's why this is going to come upon them. So you can see all this was done in the way of the, the four spirits, but God did this when he was going to throw the people out of Israel and they went into captivity, Babylon. Same is happening now. And that's what the Lord is telling us in Revelation 6 in the, the four seal judgments, very much like this that we're talking about here. Well, I hope this is helpful. And just ponder it. Give it some thought. Look at those scriptures I believe you'll see that we should be walking in the way of the four spirits because we're going to be judged by his words. But when he judges by his words, he always judges in the way of his spirits. That's why he said he was looking through the seven candlesticks, the seven churches, each one being judged by the ways of the seven spirits. And we rejected that. Lord, I pray you'll help people understand. And Lord, we pray you would all come into your truth that we repent of our sins and seek to harvest while there's still time because you're going to judge us for not harvesting. Lord, I pray your hand be upon us for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.